Welcome once again to another episode of Talking Taylor. Uh, today we will be covering Speak Now. As always, I'm Danny here with my friend Shauna. And that's the situation. Hello. Yeah. So hopefully you guys are enjoying the podcast so far. We've had a fun time putting it together. And uh, yeah. So uh, anything you want to say about Speak Now before we kind of get rolling? It's just a great album. And also it came out around the time that I was 13, as in I was 13. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I was 16 and I think I was a little bit, I think it was even like a year later before I like recognized that it existed for some reason. Like there weren't as many hits on it that played on the radio as much. So I couldn't, I wasn't as aware of it. Um, I think Back to December is really the only one that got significant radio play uh, on the stations that I listened to. Mean got a lot of country play, and I think I heard mine quite a bit, but um, I may not have. I can't remember. But eventually I came around to to it and then loved it. So for a long time, I think it was my favorite album uh, that she did. Uh, I think it's that's changed. Uh, I think there's a new new something in the top spot, but it's still very excellent. So. Uh, yeah, so let's get to the questions. First up is biggest song. I would say mean, but I was only listening to country basically at this time. And so I think that that heavily influences the fact that I think mean was the biggest song. Mm-hmm. So I also thought mean was the biggest song. I just, there aren't, I mean, maybe back to December was a bigger hit maybe but I don't know you know yeah and I felt like ours did really well for being like a deluxe track yes but I I still think mean was bigger well and I think mean also kind of like was her last country moment And so that kind of, like, put an exclamation point on her, like, country era reign. Um, And I know that when popular music people talk about this album, they talk about Mean quite a bit uh, and quite a lot um, in terms of, like, a big hit from that. So I'm going to say Mean. Yeah, so Mean is the biggest song. Um, Other things... Any, anything else we want to say about that? I, I thought it was kind of hard to pick the biggest song from here. It definitely was, but after I thought about it, Mean stood out. Just because, like, it's the song she played at the Grammys. Like, it, it was... It was big. It's just, like, speak now in my opinion, it's one of her best albums, especially, like, at that time, and yet it didn't have any, like, hits in the way yeah. that some of her other albums did. It's funny. I I mean, I agree that I think it's probably one of her best... Like, there's not a miss on the album, in my opinion. And I know that you think that about all of the albums, but I don't think that about all of the albums. 
Um, and so it's it's really strong start to finish. And yet, despite that fact, it's like everything that Fearless was, lots of like pop country crossover, lots of radio play, like everything that Fearless was, Speak Now wasn't. Long songs, ballads, album cuts, pretty much the entire album is a group of album cuts. Um, So, yeah. Uh, And speaking of that, the best deep cut or album cut. This is hard because it's like all of them. But Yeah, I literally wrote I wrote the whole album is a deep cut. It pretty <laughs> like, much is. Um So, I went with one of my personal favorites, Last Kiss. Mm-hmm. Um it's just I I've always adored Last Kiss. It has been one of my all-time favorite Taylor songs yeah. since it existed so it's just it's beautiful and it's be like last kiss has literally become a swifty holiday like every july 9th is last kiss day (laughs) so yeah last kiss is just excellent that's great um i went with enchanted uh for a lot of the same reasons uh i think it's Enchanted is the kind of song where it's like, if you only know Taylor for the hits or even for like the hits and the track fives, like you are missing out because you're missing songs like Enchanted. That is every bit as good as a love story or something like that, but just not as well known. Um, And so I think that that is pretty much a perfect deep cut. I love that, again, it's it's a very long song that doesn't feel super long. Um, it's really kind of a story that unfolds right before you uh, with that just really fantastic, bittersweet, please don't be in love with someone else. Please don't have somebody waiting on you. Like that, that, just, that just gutted my little heart in high school. I was just like, whoa, that's such an intense and powerful thing to say, so... Yeah. Uh, track five, Breakdown. Yes. <laughs> uh, the track five here is Dear John, uh, which I, I, when I think track five, that's the track five other than All Too Well that my mind like first goes to. Um, in terms of just like so much emotion and raw power and whatnot. Uh, I really hated this song when I was a kid because it was very long and very slow. And now I love it. Um, Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's like, it is very iconic for her track fives. Like I feel like a lot of people when they think of track fives, other than all two year, John is up there. Mm -hmm. This is just like, that's what they think of as a track five. And it's, it's just, it's just such like an excellent reminder of how great a songwriter she's always because she's like she was so young writing this but she it like i to me this song feels beyond her years especially at the time absolutely all of all of speak now feels that way but (laughs) yeah and it really took me like growing up to like really appreciate 
just how ridiculous it was to be let's see she would have been like 19 20 21 she was 21 when this or not quite she was almost 21 when this album came out so how ridiculous it would be to be 19 or 20 and to be writing a song like this and correct me if i'm wrong but didn't she like exclusively write every track on speak now without like co-writers or anything yeah because because um, everybody was saying that she wasn't carrying her weight in the <laughs> writer's room. Like, they were like, your name's just on there because you were physically in the room. Which You're is not such, carrying which your is weight such writing these songs. Yeah. Yeah, and she was like, oh, I'm not carrying my weight. Let me write an entire album with no at all just to prove you wrong. And then it's every single is phenomenal. Yeah. I... I'm continually amazed that there there are some like music moments that I just like can't believe someone that young wrote it. Like I can't believe that like Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys wrote Pet Sounds when they when he was like 25, 26. Like there's just so much about the scope of life there that I just can't believe that someone that young wrote that. And I can't believe that Taylor Swift wrote Dear John when she was 19 or 20. Like that just blows my mind. Um, yeah. Anything else about Dear John? Um, I don't think so. I think it's it's just iconic. It's great. It's, just, it's such a good song. Such a good song. Next, we discuss the deluxe. The deluxe for this album features kind of three songs, kind of six songs. Uh, so we have Superman. Oh, sorry. We have ours. If this was a movie and Superman, and then we have acoustic versions of back to December and haunted and a, I guess, pop mix of mine. Um, yeah, I, I would rather not acknowledge its existence, but yeah. So what are, what are, uh, what are your thoughts on this, uh, deluxe? portion of the album I just I'm so grateful to Taylor the acoustic version is also just beautiful and I love it I think you cut um, out I think you cut out there for a sec can you say and that it, I was just saying that I'm great Taylor did existing Mm. especially the acoustic version like the song itself is amazing and then i just love that she was like here's an acoustic version because this song is great and here's another version of it is that for back to december or haunted 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 okay it kept cutting out right when you said haunted so tragic yeah, so I really appreciate the acoustic haunted. Um, but then also, in my opinion, all three of the like officially deluxe tracks, mm-hmm. not like acoustic or whatever, mm-hmm. are great. I really love Superman. I know that it's not necessarily a favorite for people, but it's one of my favorites. I, I just think all three songs are so yeah great but they feel like deluxe tracks 
Yes. I think that's a good, I think that's a good point. I've never been the biggest fan of ours mainly because I, I think I always felt like it was like a, a less good version of mine and they like basically fit the same kind of like niche on the album. And so I, I sometimes wrongly remember which one was like on the album and which one was the deluxe because ours did get quite a bit of radio play, at least on radio Disney when I was listening to it. So, and I remember seeing that music video like a lot. Um, <laughs> so and I, I like Superman. I think Superman is a strong song. It feels younger than this era, though. Like, it feels like a fearless era song to me. Um, which is not, I mean, that's not like a bad thing. It's just, I, I feel like it's a little bit at odds with most of the rest of the project. Um, and I think the acoustic versions of Back to December and Haunted are really good um they're solid and the the pop mix of mine is horrific uh it's it's quite bad i i don't like it at all so i like it but i will agree that it just kind of is there like (laughs) i i for all for all the talents of taylor swift or or the production or whatever there have not been many remixes that I've liked. Uh, I know we talked about that one that on Fearless that was pretty solid, but like it is the exception that proves the rule that the 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 other mixes of these songs are not good. But yeah, uh, most excited to hear re-recorded. Long live is going to kill me. I'm going sure. to die when I hear it. Sure, sure. Um, just because the very meaning of the song has changed since she originally recorded it. Yeah. Like that song has become the anthem for Swifties. And so like I could cry just thinking about hearing it re-recorded. I so. mean, as far as far as I'm concerned, it is the best graduation song ever. I tried to convince my high school of yeah. that, but none of my uh, none of my classmates like agreed. like I don't think I don't think anything else comes close to it anymore. Um, I mean, I didn't think that from the very first time I heard it, I was like, "Whoa, this is one of the best songs I've ever heard," uh, and that has not changed. Um, yeah, I'm excited to hear the re-record of "Better Than Revenge." Uh, everyone, of course, has talked a lot about this, uh, and and it'll be an interesting time to see how. I'm curious to see how different things are going to be. Like, does a line or ch- or two change, or are we talking like a pretty substantial reworking? Because I think there's more. When I was listening to it this time, I was struck by more things that I would call maybe not questionable, but like a little bit aged poorly than just the infamous line on the chorus. Like there are definitely other parts of this song that are like, you know, that that's a little mean spirited there. I'm not sure that's exactly what you would say now. So I'm curious to see how different it is or not. 
I hope it's not different at all just because that's who she was at the time and that's what the song is and I think changing it would be pointless because like one of the points of the re-records is to have the song super original to mm-hmm. ha- like true to form to devalue the original and if you change some of the lines then somebody can just go and listen to the original and I don't know. I, I feel like it would defeat the purpose. I don't think it would defeat the purpose. And I don't think the song's as bad as people make it out to be. I mean, I agree with that, but I do think it's interesting that like, there's been so much talk about our, is, is this song going to change? Which has me very intrigued. Um, I'm mostly with you. I don't think it needs to change. But I am curious to see if she wants it to. So, because I could also, like, I've I've written songs, originals and, and whatnot, and rewritten them because I wanted them to change. The attitude that I had toward the relationship changed, and so I wanted a different version of that song to exist. And so I'm curious to see if... Uh, with the benefit of of age and maturity, if she wants this song to be different. Um, because when I was in high school, like this was one of my favorite songs from this album. Like, and I still really, really like it. So I could see where she knows that a lot of people really, really like this song and also like cringe a little bit. And might try to relate to ease some of that cringe, uh, or maybe just do another version of it and tack it on to the deluxe or whatever. But we'll see. We'll find out. Um, background and Easter eggs that matter. Hmm. Well, I mean, with better than revenge, it's good to know the background where the song was a retort to a song written by Joe Jonas and produced on a Jonas Brothers album called Much Better, where he literally says, I'm done with superstars and the tears on their guitars. And the song uh, is yeah, about his true. new girl being much better yeah, than yeah. Taylor. So in Better Than Revenge, when she's like, cause you're so much better. Like the bitterness is a little, is, is justified to an extent. Like undoubtedly, so there is undoubtedly. <laughs> yeah. The back, I feel like, and then the background to innocent and mean, dear, like, there's a lot I, of very well known background to these songs. Yeah, amazingly, and you you don't have to believe this if you don't want to. I think it was like 2017 or 2018 that I realized that innocent was about the beef with Kanye. Like, it was embarrassingly long uh, amount of times that I heard that song in the dark. Um, because I did not exist in any of like any Taylor Swift fandoms or anything. And so like, I had no clue. Uh, and then like just a couple of years ago was like, Oh, well that makes sense. Um, so I do, I do think it, it's quite helpful to know that background. It makes innocent a much more interesting song. Uh, and the idea that someone so young and like like to put it rather bluntly in 2009 2010 
Kanye is the world of music. Like, pre- or pretty, pretty close to it. Um, already graduation is like pretty much locked in as, um, or sorry, already college dropout is pretty much locked in as the rap album of the decade that's come out of, of the, of the two thousands. Like it's way, way up there. Um, that it's legacy is already pretty locked in. Similarly, late registration had so many big hits on it that that one's also pretty stable. And then with um, graduation and 808s and heartbreak had already kind of like reinvented the very uh, sound of what pop and rap music were like really kind of pushing electronic music into the mainstream not exclude not exclusively them of course daft punk and others were also along but like just to like the the craziness of someone who is a big deal after fearless but like is not on kanye's level in terms of the music industry writing a song speaking to this person who is older and in theory more mature though that's pretty arguable um but like just the audacity of that is pretty incredible when you really think about it and to have a song that still works if you have no idea that that's what it's about like that's pretty also that's also incredible to me um Yeah. Yeah. And then Long Live is now the Swift Anthem, but it was about her band. And so I, I really appreciate how Long Live has. So. Can you say that again? You cut out there for one sec. Oh, sorry. Long Live was originally about her band. She wrote it backstage during the Fearless tour, but it's changed now to be the Swifty anthem, like to be about the fans. And I just really appreciate like how it's morphed and changed over the years. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I think that's all the background. Yeah. That I have to say. Uh songs that you'd cut. It's okay to say none. I also My- said, I also said none on this time. I I really can't. I was going to be like I mean the mine pop version maybe. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I I'd I'd cut I'd cut mine. Uh I I wouldn't cry about cutting ours or if we were a movie. Um they're they're solid, but I I wouldn't lose sleep over that. Um but in terms of like the standard album run no oh none it's 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 pretty locked in um different album uh title or song sequence so speak now is the only title but enchanted was almost the title so i guess i can bring that up and just say that that would be that would be a solid title um in terms of sequencing 
I always forget that Sparks Fly does not open this album. Because Sparks Fly opens this album. Like, everything about that song is an album opener. And nothing about mine is. Other than the fact that it was the hit that she had before the album came out. So Sparks Fly should be the first song on this album. But other than that, I I don't have many problems with the sequencing. Yeah, I sometimes forget Sparks Fly is in the opener, but that's only because um, I listened to the Speak Now World Tour live edition and it starts out with Sparks Fly. Yeah. So, but yeah, honestly, the the lineup is really solid where it's at. It is. I also feel like maybe Last Kiss could be a little bit earlier on the album. Um, but I'm not really sure why I think it, it's not a necessary change. I just in my mind I thought that it was earlier. Um, but I don't mind it late. Uh Long Live is, of course, like, probably the best closer that she has, maybe? I don't know. She has a lot. We'll have to address that in the future, but... Uh, Any motifs or multiple song themes? I couldn't come up with anything, but... Maybe you thought of something. Honestly, maturity, though, because she talks... Yeah. uh, Maturity, because she talks about... Like how she's she's so young, but she's talking to these older men who wronged her and Dear John mm-hmm. and Innocent. And then in Never Grow Up, she addresses her maturity in comparison um, to like a child's. And mm-hmm. so I think like maturity growing past things and means she's growing beyond this old man who yeah, is yeah. a jerk to her. Um, yeah, it's like learning yeah. to grow into your own person and speak up for yourself well and so. i think even i think even speak now also speaks to that this sense of like you need to you need to grow up that's not the girl that you should be with i believe that it should be me um but also like yeah acting in a relatively mature and grown-up fashion um so yeah I, I, I see that. I can see that. Uh, belatedly best song or best song that grew on you over time. Song that grew on me over time is probably Dear John. I, I've always liked it, mm-hmm. but I came to appreciate it more as I got older, especially yeah. when I reached you know, the age she was when she wrote that song and now yep. like have aged beyond it. It just, I think it it's just better with time. Yeah, that's also my pick because I feel like until I was 22 or 23, uh, it was fine. And then one of the times when I listened to it when I maybe was even older than that, because like I, in 2015, I think it was I ranked like all of the songs on all of the albums and then like a couple years after that I did it again and the second time I did it Dear John was like top 20 and the first time I did it Dear John was like 80 or something like it was way way down there 
So at whatever age that was, when I was like 23 or 24 or whatever, something clicked and I realized that it was a masterpiece. So, yeah. Um, Next album, Appetizer. Song that, this is a tricky one, but song that like suggests what Red is going to be next. That was hard. Um, yeah. I went with if this was a movie because it okay. gives me the vibes musically mm-hmm. of um, some songs on Red, but especially mm-hmm. it's really hard for Red because Red is all over the place. Red is so. all over the place. Like, and and honestly, like one of my, like Red is great, but one of the th- things that keeps me from thinking that it's like her best album or whatever is how all over the place it is. In terms of like, there are some songs there that I don't like very much and they are growing on me, but just like musically, the style is just so wide ranging, which is great, but also like hard for me to think about it in terms of being an album. But anyway, um, yeah, I went with the story of us. Uh, It has that kind of edgier pop, a little bit more rock sound that I think comes through a bit more in red um but it definitely like moves pretty significantly away from anything that we heard before this uh i think but it was really hard to pick for this album um there's and and pretty famously a pretty like wide difference between speak now and red but also between like fearless and speak now but i think that because there are so many ballads on this album, it kind of like hides that um, or, or so many longer and slower songs. It kind of hides the fact that we changed quite a bit, but uh, most personally special song. This album's been with me for so long that it's just, that's hard. Like I could literally say, I could say last kiss better than revenge. The story of us like long live is obviously like Swifty's choice for personally special. (laughs) Yeah. But I, without saying long live, I would say better than revenge. Okay. Because I got some history with that song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's such a hard one. I'm going to say long live because uh, I can't really remember a lot of other Taylor Swift songs that like stopped me in my tracks the first time I heard them as much as long live did. Like, especially by like that bridge when I was like crying, driving down the street Uh, like that, that I was kind of like, Oh, this is going to be with me forever. Like there's never going to be a time when I don't listen to this song. Um, and especially being like 16, 17 or whatever, that was kind of like a new thing for me. And that was probably like the first, that was probably the first song that I heard and thought I'm going to listen to this no matter what for the rest of my life. Um, so it, it is the easy answer. It is also the right answer. Uh, I think <laughs> in this case, but yeah i mean yeah. it's basically my answer but i was trying to not no say no that's for that's like good everything. that's good yeah we want we want some variety 
Uh, best lyric. And this is this is a hard one too. There's so many good lyrics, and it was. I've tried to with these picks. I've tried to encapsulate. Uh, I won't do this with red. With red, I just have a best lyric that I'm gonna say. Uh, but with most of these, I've tried to like encapsulate the vibe of the album somewhat. Uh, so I went with, I look back and regret how I ignored when they said run as fast as you can from dear John. I think that is kind of like the encapsulation of this sense of like, Nope, I grew up now. Uh, I can see regret. I can see my mistakes and I can see that next time I'm going to listen and run faster and I'm moving on to something new. There's a lot of like, I'm, I'm clearing out the baggage. I'm clearing out the baggage of childhood. I'm clearing out the baggage of Kanye. I'm clearing out the baggage of these old relationships and moving forward um, that I think comes through a lot on Red. I mean, Red is not as, and I don't mean this in a negative way. uh, The baggage on Speak Now is not a bad thing. Like that's part of what, I mean, that's just what is the album. I mean, Jason Isbell's uh, Southeastern is also an album with a lot of baggage. It's also phenomenal. Like it's one of my favorite albums. So like the baggage is not the problem. Uh, There is no problem. But I do think that she's kind of like dealing with a lot of stuff so that she can enter her 20s with this like clean slate kind of mindset and do something that doesn't feel as indebted to those past connections or uh, dramas as much on red. Yeah. Uh, It is so hard to pick a lyric from this (laughs) album. It is. Um, I really like kind of the way Enchanted opens, especially when she says walls of insincerity, shifting eyes and vacancy. Yeah. I love the way she describes like this party, you know, like this place that they're at because it's, it's just great. It that's such a- And I also, I also love how that contrasts with story of us and this sense of like, we're, we're standing alone in an empty room uh and we're not speaking with like the the contrast of like here's where the room is full and it feels empty in the right way so yeah that's a good one and then the yeah yeah you can pretty much pick any line from from enchanted I wouldn't have much of a problem with pretty much any of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard though. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, what about an album grade? I tried to not give it an A plus. I did. (laughs) But I was just, I couldn't even think of giving it an A. I was like, this is an A plus. It does. It it deserves better. that's fair so (laughs) yeah for me it it was an a plus for a long time now i i have it as an a um there's just i don't i can't even place anything about it but i i was 
I'm still impressed a lot by all of the songs and I'm still really impressed by some of them, but there are other albums that she has that impress me more now. Um, that wasn't true until like the last two years, honestly. Like I, I think up through reputation, I would say that this is still like the album that impressed me the most. But the three albums most recently are pretty darn impressive. And so I think uh, I've revised just a tiny bit down on Speak Now. So okay, that is it. Uh, next time we will talk about Red, which will be exciting. Uh, I'm really I'm really looking forward to this because Red is the one that like when I heard it, there were definitely songs that I liked on it and other songs that I really didn't like. And then over the years, most of those stayed put, except I'm finally starting to kind of come around to some that I used to not like very much. And so I'm curious uh, these next couple of times listening through it, what impressions I'm going to have. So, yeah. All right. Until then, uh, thank you for listening and we will talk again next time.